This is James from the Jim Polycast. On this episode, I'll be talking about Ukraine again, um, kind of an update on what's going on with the war and how it is um, affecting things here in the United States. So um, the, the war is not going according to plan. Putin is nowhere close to achieving his goal of occupying Ukraine. And there's constant fighting, and it's it's really gone nowhere. Um, and there's a lot who don't think that Russia can ultimately win. Um, I was uh, listening to uh, Bo the Fifth Column. Um, you've heard me cite uh, his page before. Um, and he was saying something very interesting uh, about the ratios needed to occupy a country, where you need to have... Um, you know, 20 soldiers per every thousand civilians. Uh, Russia is at four soldiers per thousand civilians. Uh, even if they were to muster up all of their army, uh, their whole military might, and concentrate it on Ukraine, um, I don't even think they can achieve that ratio. So the success um, or the chances of success are pretty slim. Uh, for Putin, and it makes you kind of wonder what he was thinking. Uh, maybe um, a quick fight, and Ukraine would just give up. Maybe I don't. I don't really know. But um, apparently, there wasn't a uh, a prolonged uh, war plan uh, because I don't think uh, I don't think he anticipated this much resistance. And it, I mean, um, there was a there was a big intimidating. Uh, column uh, headed towards Kiev um, that that stalled. So the, the the huge column of Russian forces that was headed towards the capital, um, st- you know, stalled was getting hit all over the place, and 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 apparently don't even know if it made it. Um, I will say this much: um, there, when you look at the 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 column of Russian forces, it's not like it was this overwhelming column that was massively wide and was like a river pouring down and it was it was a two-lane highway and the Russians were taking up one lane and because it was that long of a stretch it was going about you know about 40 something kilometers I believe were the reports or whatever anyways it was a failure it was a show of force and I think that's ultimately what Putin planned on was just to show force and have the country lay over and play dead, uh, which has not happened. And um, this is going to be bad for not just Putin, but for the Russian people. Um, tons of fallout over, you know, uh, Russian tourists being uh, stranded all over the place because their money has evaporated in value. Um, tons of Services are being shut off in Russia. McDonald's isn't operating. They shut off Netflix and just all sorts of other. Well, I don't know Netflix. I know that they shut off other services, but they've they've stopped services for tons and tons and tons of things in Russia. Um, so the economy of that country, which to be honest, I'm not real sure was that great to start with, uh, is really, really, really taking a hit now, and. The, the fallout from this war really hurts um, the, the people of Russia. And I hope that Putin eventually comes to his senses and admits defeat 
and runs away. But I don't, I don't know. To be honest, I don't even know how this war ends. I don't know what happens next. And, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll all just have to find out and, and find out, you know, what, what's going to happen to Putin and what he's going to do over time. Because I can tell you right now, um, you know, if he continues down this path uh, without success in Ukraine, he's going to break his country. And he's not going to have much of a choice but to either pull out of Ukraine or completely destroy his country. I don't know. I don't know which way he's going to go. Um, because with Putin, uh, he's pretty selfish, clearly. He's pretty much a dictator. And so I don't really foresee him backing down until it is the bitter last defeat. So this is going to drag on for as long as Vladimir Putin's ego lets it. And hopefully he comes to his senses at some point. Uh, however, here in the States, um, we're seeing huge increases in uh, gas prices. Um, the For the first time since 2008, uh, gas prices have risen above $4 per gallon um, as an average, and people are freaking out. I want you to be very, very clear about something, okay? Now, while this war in Ukraine does have some bearing on our oil supply, Russian oil actually only makes up about 8% of U.S. oil Im imports, 8 Zero eight, eight percent, and two percent of the overall supply. So Russian oil really doesn't matter all that much to the U.S. markets. Um, there's no way uh, that the threat of an eight percent supply hit would cause this to just blow up in the way that it has. Now I could see a raise in overall gas prices because of it. Right? I mean, obviously, when there's a shortage of supply, even 8%, which may not seem all of that much, that's still thousands and thousands of barrels. Um, you know, that's, that's enough to, to cause gas prices to go up. Now, is it enough to make it go up like $1.50 in like less than three weeks? I don't think so. I don't at all. And I'm hoping that at some point, this this whole entire... Um, gas issue will kind of subside. I don't know that it will um, or that it does anytime soon. Um, the gas prices in the mid 2000s um, were they were pretty atrocious. I mean they they were like 350 per gallon for an extended period of time. Um, and I don't I think a lot of one of the reasons why we saw gas prices going down, um, I think a lot of those things are probably going to be over. If I re if memory serves me right, um, OPEC was flooding uh, the market with uh, oil trying to um, stay afloat. Um, there were some other countries that were trying to, you know, manipulate the oil market, and it caused uh, U.S oil to lose tons of money. Um, and then on top of that, you had the COVID pandemic. So gas prices ultimately tumbled. Um, and 
with the pandemic, it went even further down. And so when you have all of that compounding, I think a lot of that stuff is kind of over. Uh, the pandemic, people are wanting to travel again. That's putting more demand on oil. Um, you know, people are going back to work in the office, commuting more back and forth to work. Um, you know, there's there's more demand. So these prices, they might go down a little bit, but I think we have probably seen the last of $2 a gallon gas for a while. Uh, I think if this does stabilize, at best it goes into the mid to low $3, like $3.25, $3.50 per gallon range. Um, I don't think it gets any better than that uh, because, again, with everybody returning um, to the uh, to life after the pandemic, um, I think you're going to see um, the, the prices of gas stay high. Now, keep in mind, you know, the oil companies are making insane profits. Uh, they're not hurting at all. And again, Russian oil really only makes up 8%. There can't be that much of a demand. I mean, it goes back to about pre-pandemic levels. Um, it might take a little bit of time for them to achieve that production level again. Uh, but once they do, there's no reason why these gas prices should stay as high as they do. So hopefully, over time, maybe the supply evens out, the gas prices will go down. But until then, um, I think they're going to stay high, and they're using the war to keep them high. Um, and that's, by and large, kind of how things are going overall in the economy, uh, not just in the U.S., but in the world over. Um, it seems like this, you know, quote-unquote, inflation um, is still you know, gripping all of the consumer markets, but it doesn't seem to be affecting prices, or not prices, rather, um, affecting profits of these companies. Um, they're, they're raking in massive profits, just like they were over the pandemic. And it makes you wonder why these profits are, are going through the roof. If inflation is so high, the profits shouldn't be as much. Um, the raise in prices should only be keeping kind of the status quo of the profits being generated by these companies, not adding to the profits. So it makes you wonder, is the inflation really necessary? Is it actually happening to the point to where the prices need to stay this high? Or is it being used as an excuse to artificially inflate the prices so that way everybody makes more money? Um, to me, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I want to think that it's just the way the economy is, but I know how greedy people are. And I know that um, when, when push comes to shove, a lot of companies end up making profitable decisions over ethical ones. And it would not surprise me in the least if these companies weren't artificially pumping up the prices to take advantage of the inflation to make some extra money off the consumers without anybody really thinking about it because inflation seems logical given the circumstances of the pandemic and supply issues and so forth. So for me, uh, I'm hopeful that things widen down in Russia. They stop using that as an excuse. Maybe we can tamper down some of the prices, not just with wind down in Russia, but over time, maybe as the supply adjusts to the demand um, as people are starting to drive and commute after COVID. I can hope, 
I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, and it's certainly not going to be um, any time at the beginning of the summer or during the summer. Um, I will predict, I'm, hopefully I'm wrong um, in this one because this has my pocket too, just like it does everybody else's. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that after the, the summer travel, um, you know, school gets back in, prices will drop. Um, uh, I don't foresee them dropping below $3 a gallon. Um, my guess is at best low threes, three fifteen, uh, three twenty, somewhere in there. And I bet you that's where it stays for years. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I am very hopeful that at some point we can get through all of this. Um, I'm, you know, positivity and, and positive thoughts towards the people in Ukraine and keep up the good fight. The entire world is standing behind them and the Russian invaders are going to fail. Uh, if not, their country's going to fail. So hopefully um, with all the positivity and, and, and the, the fierce fighting on the part of the Ukrainians, the Russian war will wind down. Um, I'm also hopeful that eventually time will take care of these gas prices. And, you know, over the next few years, uh, the pandemic uh, and the lingering effects of the pandemic will wind down and our economy can start to return back to kind of pre-pandemic levels. Um, but that's a lot of hope. And I may, we may not see it for a while, but again, you know, just keep doing what you can. Um, if you're worried about gas prices, um, you know, this is probably temporary. I don't think the $4 a gallon is sustainable for long. So sit tight, don't panic. It'll be over, but it probably won't be as good as it was before. And that's all I have for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Jim Polycast. Be sure to like the Jim Polycast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a good night.